Larry G. Giles here. I am going to uh, read a couple more poems because I've noticed that um, um, my reading seems to be going well, so I will just uh, continue to delight myself and my audience. This poem is called Alice Sappho and Moses Rising. I wrote this poem after reading a true story of a poet and her lesbian companion riding along a dark, isolated country road, similar to the one um, where I grew up, and being pulled over by an officer she feared may not have thought her life mattered. Alice, Sappho, and Moses rising. In that new car, along the dark, winding country road, where she knew no one but an old woman in dreads, rough as boards in the headlights of moonlight and quiet porches, where everything stopped, the free verse of poetry forced again below the soft, knitted blackness of the leather seat. Beneath that high white star, insisting, but giving no direction, knowing both the star and the dark faraway fields where freedom is hanged, I was that passenger, I was that beautiful lost lady riding, writing without interpretation. Alice, Sappho, and Moses Rising. The next poem is the first poem in my book. Also, the starting poem from which I examine in my book, My Life and Ancestors. It's also the oldest of my poems and likely my personal favorite in it, there's a recollection of a rich childhood of large old houses, long green slopes along the river, and baseball. But the poem also moves to a small present recognition that things often change for the better. Billy. Sunday evenings after church, we played baseball down in the green slope of the field before the big house our grandfathers built with bare hands when they were strapping teens like us. Billy was my favorite enemy, a long-legged bird who could knuckle a ball over a tinfoil home plate as though it was a spear. The girls giggled when he grimaced on the mound ground the ball in his wide palms and hurled it straight at me. Last night, I stopped at the country store after Grandfather's long, sad funeral to buy a Diet Coke and chew grief with old family and neighbors. The store was mostly empty except for Aunt Lavonia, the owner. A few faces I didn't recognize 
and Billy back in the corner, legs crossed on the second-hand pew like a would-be Deegan or sullen chief. I asked him about the wife and five children who left him, and he shuffled his loosely tied boots, smacked on his tobacco, and spat in the small tin can behind the door. Aunt Lavonia cursed about the billy ode, and he talked about the job he was getting on the river, his eyes like wet glass or water, shifting a little like my mother's. Yet in them I saw an essence, a round familiarity that sent me home to my bachelor apartment in the city, feeling both ashamed and proud. I had all those Sundays let him strike me out. The last poem is a bit different. A theory of evolution explores the singularity, implausibility, and majesty of the human experience in the presence of not Billy or another human being, but an animal. A theory of evolution. I don't know why his feet are curled, mind pointing half-ass in thatched sandals beside an anthill on the other side of China. But in a silly, offhand way, we both have four, quite possibly five. The last, a fancy wand, all right to be flat in grass, I lost a million years ago, dodging a scaly dinosaur reaching between two biblical stones. Yesterday, life stunk like old fish. I cried over cancer and worked too hard in the lilies while he, suddenly in love, chased a beautiful monarch to its death. But, as though only now, there is still sweetness in the air, cuffed beneath my chair, happy to be worn down, and floppy in the days in dust, I too quieted by the implausibility of love, stopping exactly at my toe. Ah, to live forever in this yard like no other, forgetting the gnats and flies, all a bit too old now to worry why all things thirst, burned and feast, with a thousand, a hundred thousand rays, the sun goes down without a word of sight. Great fluted lights we both watch, a bit surprised and complacent to almost stop, caught like pinwheels and dandelions under the rocks and stars that, though riding, Shining through our soft yellow pilot scarfs and rounded ears, 
of the last slow drift of a thousand evenings still not over. Now, they are too close for ending here in the middle of all of time where a petal, an airborne pappus most peacefully through some great design and native will has decided it is to be forever quiet, forever pleased with its feline journey. Thank you.